This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What sitcom character are you? 651-641-1071. That's the question on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer over there. Hello, Beach. Uh, so last night, my husband and I started watching Dead to Me. And oh yeah, with Christina Applegate. Exactly. And in the one of the in the first episode, in one of the moments in that episode, the two main characters are watching an episode of Facts of Life together and arguing about which character they were. Okay. And I kind of love that because you know you have friend groups where you have these conversations. Oh, I feel like we've all had, you know, whether it's Golden Girls, Seinfeld, Friends, everybody cheers. Any, like, group cast, your job is to figure out which one you are. Sex in, in the, the City. Yeah. So everybody knows, you know, what archetype you fulfill. 651-641-1071. What sitcom character are you? Any sitcom will do. And why? Any uh, sitcom will do, do. Well, let's start with the one that, you know, you watched last night. Okay. So I, so we talked about off the air who we were on Facts of Life. And I said, I always want to be Tootie, but I think I'm more of a Mrs. Garrett. Why do you think you're a Mrs. Garrett? Because like, well, first of all, red hair, like, you know, whatever, that's a given. Because redheads always well, have yeah, to be the redhead. Yeah, that would rule Tootie out pretty quickly. Yeah. If but, hair color is the thing. Right. But also, like the mother hen type, like girls, like that kind of, that's yeah. me. Like that's how I roll. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm Mrs. Garrett. It's true. I want to be fun Tootie, but I'm Mrs. Garrett. Yeah, okay. So you're Mrs. Uh, Crazy baddie Garrett. Mrs. Garrett. My friend and I, my friend Nate and I, he used to always be Natalie and I was Tootie. But, you know, what's interesting about these conversations is it's kind of in in the context of your friend group, right? So right. I don't know that if, you know, mm, I had to pick a character on Facts of Life to be that I would pick Tootie. Uh, but I to his Natalie, I was definitely uh, Tootie because you know how you and it's it works the same with the Golden Girls. Like you've got a couple of friends and there is a Blanche in your friend group. You right. may not always be the Blanche, but within your friend group, you're probably the Blanche. Right. Or maybe within your friend group, you're always the Dorothy because group dynamics sort of one is more we'll slutty than that. the other one. Let's be right. real. OK. Um, but I, I think, think that I just, helps inform the you know context. I'm a life Mrs. Garrett. Just in life, I'm Mrs. Garrett. But in my friends' groups, I would probably shake out to be Tootie every twice in a while. Let's go to the phone. Sue's on the line. Thank you for holding, Sue. Sue, what sitcom character are you? I'm Carla from Cheers. Carla. Oh. And why are you Carla? Because I'll make you cry 
And I'll be the first one to throw you under the bus, but I got your back, and I know people. Oh, I love that, <laughs> I know Sue. people. I love that. And I know people. Thanks for your call, Sue. That was good. She, like, had a well-thought-out, yeah. like... Cheers is... She thought... I'm sorry. She just had, like, a well... She yeah. was, like, ready to tell us. I was just going to say, Cheers is one of those that, like, you know... Again, it depends on sort of, like, what your generation is, right? Like, for us, Facts of Life, Golden Girls, mm-hmm. Cheers... Friends, Seinfeld. I mean, these are all, you know, conversations you reference Sex in the City. I don't know what it would be like today. Maybe Big Bang Theory. Probably. Or How I Met Your Mother. Probably. I think that probably some younger kids would use the Stranger Things kids oh, as, sure. as sort of a template. But Holly, you, I pegged you as a Cliff Clavin. Thanks. No, because you do always have the the facts. You always have like... The trivia. Okay. No, I mean, you don't wear a postal you're uniform. N- you're not a postal <laughs> worker who's... I mean, I'm just saying, like, that's the archetype. Yeah, I say that having watched minimal episodes of oh, Cheers. Oh, yeah. okay. She also had this problem with Facts of Life because she never really watched Facts of Life, so... It's like, I know the theme song. I think... I can sing along. You are definitely... Uh, yeah, you're definitely Cliff Claveny. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, Golden Girls... I don't know who you'd be on Golden Girls. Maybe a little Sophia. I don't know. Who okay, you why don't you assign us Golden Girls? Because that's sort oh, of God. your that's like your Yeah, that's area your area well, of expertise. It's deep. But again, it would be in the context of this yeah, group, yeah. right? So not Yeah. So in this group, oh God, I think um I think I would have to be Dorothy and Colleen, you would have to be Sophia and uh, and you're going to make Holly Blanche. <laughs> See, that's a hard thing because Holly, I don't know you to be very much of a slut. So <laughs> you don't know. I would say kind of Rose, right? That's interesting. I mean, I don't know. These are I just spitballed. I yeah. mean, I could also see a situation where I am a rose because I tend to be a rose on occasion. I always think, you know, and we were talking about this earlier, which, you know, sitcom character you fall uh, under the archetype of for your particular friend group. I always think everybody's a little bit of each yeah, of the characters. Like you, you're made up by a little bit of each. Yeah, because I, you know. I don't think there's a particularly slutty one of three of us in this particular regard. So that's kind of maybe we leave Blanche out. Yeah. Um, but we all have we're both kind of we all have a little bit of everybody bitchy in us. And, uh, you know, let's go to Julia. Hey, a la Rose. Yeah, that's true. Julia's on the line. Hi, Julia. Hi. What sitcom character are you? Uh, I am for sure. a Monica. You're a I Monica. Am, I am from Friends. I am highly competitive. I'm kind of a neat freak, so I might organize your stuff when you're not looking. I um, love that. Yeah, so I would definitely say a little bit, a little bit crazy. I love it. Thank you so much, Julia. Um, see, that one's kind of lost on you a little bit, Bradley, because you didn't friends, watch yeah, Friends. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, but although I do understand the sort of archetypes of Friends, right? Like Joey's the kind of goober. Um, isn't that the Matthew LeBlanc character? Yep, yeah. yep. And the Matthew Perry is like a little bit. Like what is what would Chandler be? He's kind of thinks he's too smart for his own good, but yeah, he, really, he's you know, yeah. But but I love, but the girls I think are more definable on Friends. Like the Monica is like the super like type A, type A, and then Phoebe is like the airhead, airhead yeah, and then Rachel's like the popular girl that everybody wanted to be, yeah, right. 
When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, all I know is this. None of us are the Aaron Carter in any situation. Oh, God, no. Aaron Carter None of us are the Michael Jackson either. How true that is. Aaron (laughs) Carter is a hot mess, and he's playing us again. Uh, We're going to tell you how after this on My Talk 107.1. All right, so Aaron Carter is definitely playing us. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, that's Bradley Trainer. Uh, and uh, Aaron Carter had alluded that he had some information he was going to share. Yeah, so Aaron Carter wanted you to think Michael Jackson did something to him. Uh, he told us this. Led us to believe that at some point he was going to write about it. Made it sound pretty salacious. But then, all of a sudden, I see this headline. Aaron Carter maintains Michael Jackson, quote, was a really good guy. And I thought, Hmm. well, okay, that's interesting. Because that runs a little bit counter to the narrative he had shared with us in an airport when he caught up with TMZ. Which really just means that he told TMZ he had something to say about Michael Jackson. Where he did this sort of like song and dance, no pun intended, about Michael Jackson. We can listen to a little bit of it. But most recently, he said uh, the following of Michael Jackson. Now, you should know that he is trying to get attention for something called Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars Family Edition, mm-hmm. wherein he actually discusses his complex relationship, quote unquote, with Michael Jackson. According to us, Michael was a really good guy as far as I know, Carter says. He never did anything that was appropriate, except for one time. There was one thing that he did that was a little bit inappropriate. Mm. Okay, I'd like to talk about that. But first, let's go back to a little bit of audio from when he was trying to tease TMZ with some salacious information about Michael Jackson. Do you actually know? Okay, so he goes oh, on to Oh, that's be, interesting. What? Oh, go ahead. So there we find out that he's got something interesting that he wants to share. He's not going to tell you what it is, but you're going to have to wait and see. And again, now he's talking to us for the context of Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars Family Edition, where he says he never did anything inappropriate except for one time. There was one time he did something that was a little bit inappropriate. So he's still not telling us what it is. But I think clearly he's just taking us all for a ride and wants to sort of I mean, this is gross, but it's Aaron Carter and, you know, the. The road is littered with grossness, courtesy of Aaron Carter, uh, right. inserting himself into things that are kind of irrelevant. See, to me, it sounds like when they caught up with him in this airport, which, by the way, T- when TMZ catches up with well, a celebrity at an airport, the celebrity called and said, I'm going to be at the airport and would like to tell you something. Exactly. And I'm sure that by then they'd already done the taping for this um, marriage boot camp, right? Marriage boot camp, family boot camp, whatever yeah. it's called. Uh, yeah. Marriage boot camp. And he knew that he could hook that story all together. Yeah. Or somebody well, he alludes that he's actually going to write a book about it. That's what it sounds like. But when you hear this, you're like, okay, so now you're just using this to get attention. And what's creepy and gross about this is so what you don't know or the backstory to Aaron Carter is that he came out forcefully against the two gentlemen who accused Michael Jackson in Leaving Neverland of sexual abuse. He came out very forcefully against them. So it was kind of a 180 when he was in the airport and was like, well, I don't want to judge other people. I don't know what the thing, but the thing. But I do know that something happened that I'm going to tell you about at some point in the future. What you also don't hear in there is he also says that he um, he's good with the family. The family's real good. That is Jackson's family. 
And um, but they're going to have to read about something. And you're like, what actually is this possible? What is it possibly that um, he could be referencing? And as indicated in this particular story today, it. What is this? He never did anything that was inappropriate except for one time. There was one thing that he did that was a little bit inappropriate. Okay. That tells me there's nothing really there there, probably. He's totally stringing us along. And I'm, you know, at a minimum, I would hope, not that I hope anything bad happened to him, but that whatever this story is he's alluding to is going to show up on this marriage boot camp show where he talks about their complex relationship yeah, so that we can put any sort of speculation to bed. Mm -hmm. It just is so odd to me because why would that be the thing you would decide to hitch your wagon to? Oh, because it's getting attention. (sighs) So bizarre. I mean, the world is full of people who try to use other people's stories to get attention. So Aaron Carter is just one of many in that regard. He's just a cog in the wheel. Um, well, I, I can tell you this. I shan't be reading his book, but I shall be looking for the rest of this story. Yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, I I think whether in the case of Aaron Carter, it's his talk about his sexuality, which he was very teasy with. Remember, he, you know, claimed that he was gay, but then he's not gay. Right. I mean, he just seems to be somebody who's very troubled yep. and has learned through his life that the only way he can get things is to get attention. And so he finds ways to get attention and then it doesn't maybe end up being exactly the truth. Uh, and so then he has to backtrack on things. It's just, it's a very sad thing because again, look at this entire family. Yeah. And by the way, don't even get me started on this family when it comes to the things that have been not only openly reported on, but the things that our good friend Enti lawyer who does all our blind items has, you know, repeatedly referenced the Carter family. Uh huh. Oh, okay. So you were talking about I, I was trying to figure out if you were talking about the Jackson family no, or the, the Carter, Carter family. family. Well, and you know, by all accounts, I mean Nick Carter is still his older brother, Aaron yep. Carter's older brother, is still really successful with Backstreet Boys, but it sounds like whatever is going on behind the scenes in his life is kind of a mess. Oh yeah, again, if yeah. you read the uh the blind items from Enti lawyer there's a lot going on. It's sad. It's well, it's really sad. And what's what makes me sad is Aaron Carter had a promising career at one point, and now he's entered into his VH1 reality show phase of his fall from stardom. Yeah. And like I don't know what comes after that for him because it doesn't sound like he's well, got a lot of options. No, and in fact, this is he's just one of many people of this, you know, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
genre or this particular subgenre of celebrity where they really have no options to make money at this point other than to, you know, go on these sort of like dime store reality shows. And like this marriage boot camp show, by the way, has a history of trying to pair sort of Z-list celebrities with people just for the purpose of the show. So it's not even like they're coming into it authentically. Oh, no, they're paying people. Oh, for certain. This is the kind of show they're like, we're going to pay you. And so we're going to have to like create some stuff. It's not like there is an actual problem going on. And they're like, because you'll remember this show is the one where they they had people that weren't married. on, Right. Yeah. Like they just like create relationships for nothing. I can't think of who I'm thinking of, but. Well, Farrah Abraham did that. Yeah, and uh, she didn't have a partner. No, the person who was there, what? was on the show with her, was somebody who she barely knew. Now, I will say about Aaron Carter and this show, it makes me wonder if they're not part of like what's pushing him to exploit whatever that story is to get eyeballs on the show. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 100%. And so he's vulnerable because he just... He wants, yeah, he wants to be successful. Vulnerable is the key word here. Exactly. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly, even worse than Aaron Carter. Mm -hmm. Celebrities behaving badly. We've got a name for them on the Colleen and Bradley show. We're going to tell you about your D-bags after this on My Talk 107.1. Dumb people doing dumb things on the Colleen. Nope, not dumb people. Dumb celebrities that we would like. No, we're behaving badly. We'd like to. No, I know. Uh, I'd like to take them to task on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And uh, we got a name for them. What do we call them? Excuse me. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. So, my dude's back today, Colleen, is named Justin Bieber. <gasps> Yay! Did he pee in a bucket time. again? No, he did not pee in a bucket. Hopefully, Holly has read up on that story. Um, she was unaware previously. Of uh, the bucket peeing incident? But according, our national nightmare. <laughs> a por- according to a new report. Uh-huh. According to a new report. I got you. According to a new report. He's doing something. And it's not the thing that Holly actually mentioned previously was that he's coming up with a new deodorant, which (laughs) kudos to the deodorant company, because that's a big get. Yeah. Like how much money did they have to shell out to get Justin Bieber to talk about a deodorant? That's a lot. Yeah. But why he is my D-bag today? Well, according to a new report from the Associated Press. Oh, I got to be careful. Canyon. Canyon. Canyon has been closed to visitors. Why? Mm -hmm. Because it simply cannot sustain any more guests. Thanks to Justin Bieber. Yeah. Okay. So is this one of those situations where he took some like video? There was like a video and he was in this beautiful nature place. And then people are like, we got to go visit the nature place. that was in the video with the Justin Bieber. Yes, exactly. And then they ruined so in, it because we can't have nice things. 2015's music video for I'll Show You uh, has him floating in a fjord in his undies and singing. And uh, Hannah Johan's daughter, you know her. I do. She, being a park ranger, mm-hmm. told the AP that um, P- 
people are desperate to get here and we don't want you people. So she was not having it. And so they decided to shut down. Well, it wasn't just her, but they decided to shut this down. The environmental minister, Goodmunder Inge Gudebernsen, said it's, quote, a bit too simplistic to blame the entire situation on Justin Bieber. But rash behavior by one famous person can dramatically impact an er- an entire area if the mass follows. You know, so, I mean, that's like an Icelandic uh, burn. I that's know. some Icelandic shade. And trust me, that's hard in Iceland because they don't have trees. That's true. That's true. I do, by the way, have uh, some audio of his backup no, that's singers. Sweet and you that is an offense to the Icelandic people. Uh, I just peoples. wanted to listen to it. It made me feel happy inside. Uh, you have to use lots of because they have lots of those. Uh, anyway, uh, I just want you to know that, but this, again, also the most Icelandic story ever. So there's this canyon. You can't go there because Justin Bieber shot a video and everybody goes, is this the Justin Bieber canyon? And they're like, yes. And so then they like, you know, drop stuff. They leave trash. They're roustabouts. Mm-hmm. And we can't have nice things. And we can't have nice things. Because of Justin Bieber. Um. You know, I feel like this vegan deodorant situation that he's coming out with is somehow like his penance for this because he ruined one part of the earth and now he's trying to save it with save something it with else. Vegan deodorant. Exactly. Also, I've never understood how food things that aren't food can be vegan. I guess I don't. I mean, either. I guess I know it means no animal products, but like you're not eating them. But I guess like vegans don't wear belts like a leather jacket, vegan leather or like shoes. Yeah. Anyway, um, I did want to say, though, that in perfect Icelandic fashion, they were like, in his defense, the canyon did not at the time he visited have rope fences and designated paths to show what was allowed and what was not allowed. In so. other words, did they not clear him? Like, did he when he, when he got into the fjord in his undies, did they not clear that with the? Area? You no, know, it's Iceland, man. They're probably like this weird kid wants to hop in the fjord and his undies and his fruit and of the looms. Like, go for it. They didn't realize it was Justin Bleep and Bieber. That's true. Like, what do they even know of Justin Bieber and Bleeper over in Iceland? I don't know. They got TVs over there? I'm sure they do, Bradley. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they do. But good luck to Goodmunder Ingi Goodbranson. That's a name. Uh, oh, I've got a D bag for you. And this is a frequent flyer, and it's not a Kardashian. Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, JPS. Yes. Oh, please tell me this is about her and uh, her Facebook watch series. Yes. Where most recently in her most recent Facebook watch series, which, by the way, is apparently so popular that it's been renewed. I mean, it's legit uh, as far as Facebook watch things go. I can't tell if you're being. No, I'm dead serious. or, Or like. But when it's legit with Facebook watch. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's like big, but that's, you know, when have you ever watched anything on Facebook? Watch One time. I don't even know how to get to Facebook watch. Mm -mm. It's you can accidentally get there on Facebook. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Here's what she revealed most recently on her red table diary talks with, by the way, well, she sandwiched betwixt her daughter, Willow and her mom. She explains that she really was watching a lot of porn before she started her relationship so with Will Smith. 
Uh, she made this quote stunning revelation on Monday's Red Table Talk when uh, she explained she had an unhealthy relationship with porn and she literally said she could not get enough of it and she watched some real disturbing stuff because she was trying to practice celibacy and everybody I knows. I have so many questions. Me too. But I don't want to have to watch the dumb episode because that I have so few brain cells left. Mm, clear. Thank you. Okay, what other questions do you have? I know, I'll I, attempt I, to answer. I, I read about this story yesterday, and I because I had the same feelings. I anytime she's opening her mouth, this is what I love. You know, we always poke fun at her, but I will give her the credit of getting people to talk about stuff. So I needed to understand, like, okay, so she's saying she because she's always like she likes to say things that she thinks is you know controversial Mm -hmm. so ooh, a lady talking about porn addiction that's going to get people talking right Mm -hmm. well it does because i have questions like what does she mean by uh porn addiction because that's like a legitimate thing right but then you read about it and i don't know that what i would say she had was a porn addiction and in fact i think she kind of backtracks her way out of that Mm -hmm. statement by saying she just watched a lot of porn because she was alone yeah which like who hasn't done that Okay, well, exactly. I didn't need to make it so obvious, but um, hello, welcome to the world. But so, so then it's like, well, why is she doing this to say something salacious? Well, okay, but add to that the fact that she's having that conversation with her daughter, her daughter, who, by the way, probes the the, the conversation. Well, she conversation, did. Please. Willow said to her mom, asked her mom if the porn fixation came from an emotional place. Are they having an auditing session and now, on, on Facebook? Now, and now, because I I want to give her credit for like having awkward sex talk with her daughter, because I feel like more people should have awkward sex talk. But for the love of God, I don't want to. If my mother started talking well, to me about her porn addiction, I would politely say there are so many other people who are far more interested in this conversation. And while I want to appreciate your willingness to confront difficult topics with your child... I don't want to know. Well, and, and furthermore, I mean, in all honesty, like I want to applaud her for having an open, honest discussion with her daughter. I don't need to be in the front row for that. Yeah. In fact, there's a place for that. And that's the car. The car is the best place to have awkward yeah, conversations. You don't have to look each other in the eye. Yes. But that's but, where I asked my mom about masturbation. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad word. Make the noise, Holly. Yeah, that thing. Uh, no, but that's, I mean, that is a really good place to have those types of conversations with your kids. Yeah. I but don't that's know not that, that, that conversation. To, right. That the, is her oversharing with her daughter. Yes, and her mother. I mean, yeah. the only thing worse that I can imagine than having that conversation with my mother in the first place is having that conversation with my mother in front of my grandmother. Oh, yeah. Do you see? Yeah. And so again, awkward. it's not because you or her daughter came to her and said, I'm struggling with my with watching a lot of porn. I feel like it's bad. Is that a bad thing? Well, then you could say, well, actually, daughter, I've done the same thing. It's totally normal as long as it's within certain bounds. And if you don't feel good about it, let's find some resources for you to feel good about whatever it is or to get past whatever it is that you don't feel good about. That's normal. Mm-hmm. But like. Let me sit you down and let me tell you about how I was looking at a lot of porn. What is that? What's the point of that? Okay. Cause, and the other thing I think that bothers me about it is the, the relationship sort of like roles that it forces or, or at least in this case, it 
did emerge with uh, the conversation between Jada and her daughter Willow is that Willow is almost like counseling her mother. Yeah, she's like, yeah, did this exactly. come from a did this come from a emotional place? And then Jada's like, well, you know, actually, I did have some emptiness that I was really filling with porn. I'm thinking, no, your daughter is not your therapist. Yeah, that's your creepy. daughter does not need to be in that position in that guidance position to help you sort out your emotional baggage around porn. not at this age i mean if it's 20 years down the line but how old is she she's not even 20 yeah it's a little weird uh tw- but- oh yeah no she's not even 20 will and jada have only been married for 22 years which is a lot in hollywood years that's like three thousand years yeah but jada is or but willow i mean she can't even be what like 18 maybe maybe yeah I just, and again, ugh. I don't want to sound like a prude because that's what it comes off as. But it's I think more people need to have conversations with their children about sex of all kinds, frankly, and about all sorts of really uncomfortable topics. I am I would like to carry the flag in that parade. Uh huh. Um, but this doesn't feel like that. This feels like being salacious for the purpose of clicks on a Facebook video and like they couch it within this like ooey wooey airy fairy maybe pamby you know self-helpy experience and again i don't need to be there for all of these conversations jada you can have these conversations yeah, and, you're, and we don't even have to that, exactly have a job. that's what i'm thinking is yeah. she's also like well then no who's paying attention about, to me like, if i'm you know, if you wanted to have one that I would actually watch, talk to me about fiber supplements. Okay, Bradley's oh Facebook watch series, uh, Fiber and Us. It's going to be called the Brown Table Talks. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, before we go any further down I just down had that a road. really fascinating conversation with more than one person nope. this weekend because I had forgotten my fiber supplements on my quick trip to Chicago, and so we had to stop. And I had a conversation with Jamie's cousin who was recently a mom, and, you know, she, mom's... Uh, right after they give birth, they need to have some movement going on down there. So we had a very valuable conversation. Pregnancy and fiber, that, that will be one of my chapters. Can't wait. Brown Table Talks, Facebook Watch, live, or whatever it's called. When we come back, <laughs> almost as serious as Bradley's <laughs> fiber supplement Facebook series, we need to talk about... The Free Britney movement because, <laughs> oh, geez, I did it, didn't I? You stepped in that one. <laughs> Can we wipe that from okay. the. Okay. So, anyway, uh, we have to talk about the Free Britney situation because I think it all clicked into place for me this morning. Exactly what's happening before our very eyes. We are being manipulated. Dun, and I'm going to tell you all about it after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, you be left. Hashtag Free Britney. We've been following the movement for weeks on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We've been questioning what we're being told, why we're being told it, all about Britney Spears and the conservatorship she's under, and what the conditions of it are, and what it's kind of doing to her on a personal level, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's so many questions and not enough answers. Exactly. Well, I something just snapped into focus this morning, Bradley, that I wanted to share with you. Now, yesterday we talked a little bit about some of the things we were being told and and what was coming out in the tabloids. For example, she was out, you know, a night on the town with her boyfriend, Sam Asghari. And we were like, okay, well, like, 
we weren't seeing any pictures of them. Yeah, he only seemed to show up when they needed like some PR photo. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Exactly. Well, there were two videos that were shot by paparazzo that accompanied a different uh, story yesterday. And I said, if she's not supposed to be driving a car... Right? Because we heard that. Or using a phone. Or using a phone. Then why is she driving a car, getting into the driver's seat of a car in both of these? And why is she holding a phone? Well, today I saw this headline and then it all just hit me like a ton of bricks. Britney Spears is spotted driving luxury coupe with a mystery friend as it's claimed, quote, she does what she wants despite ongoing conservatorship. And I thought... Oh my gosh, I think I understand what's going on. All right, what's going on? Well, it I don't think that the article kind of followed that headline, but yeah. the headline was what tipped me off. I think the conservatorship wants us to think she's not it's not a big deal. She's not being held against her will. Oh yeah, she look still at these, has freedom. Look, look at these examples of her out there with the phone. Yeah. Look at these examples of her walking down the street or walking with her boyfriend. It's like the answer to the headline that says all she wants is her phone back. Well, there she is walking with her phone. She doesn't need to have yeah, her phone back. She's got here. her phone. Nothing also, to see People here. People magazine, you know, basically saying there's nothing going on with Britney Spears that we need to worry about. Well, you know what it made me think of? It made me think of this blind item that we heard yesterday right here on the show. Mm-hmm. Holly hit it. This was from yesterday. Look for the permanent A-list singer, in quotation marks, to be out and about all the time over the next few weeks to show she is not being held captive. The thing is, though, each excursion is heavily regulated and monitored and will end in a second if anything out of the ordinary occurs. So, to your point, this is proof positive that that's exactly what's going on. Because, oh, look, she's out and about. But really, what you're not seeing, I think this is what you're saying behind Mm -hmm. the scenes, this is all heavily manipulated so that you think... She's out and about on her own. Yeah. So the videos that exist uh, where the paparazzo follows her to the car and she gets in in the front seat, in the driver's seat, there is like a bodyguard there with her who opens the door for her and lets her in. But what you never see, you never see the car pulling away. You never see her just driving down the road, footloose and fancy free. It's like it's all done. It's all choreographed, including the paparazzo. I know conspiracy theorists that we are, but it is all oh, well, about no, that's not a conspiracy yeah. theory. I mean, nine times, 20 years ago. Sure. If a paparazzo, uh, if somebody was taking photos of a celebrity, it's because they and there that still exists. But nine times out of 10 now, the people that show up to take photographs or to take video have been tipped off because celebrities essentially, you know, let's be real after I don't want to bring this all back. All the way back, but I will. After Princess Diana died, Uh celebrities started to change the way that they interacted with the media because they were like, fine, if we can't beat them, 
join them. Yeah. The best way to control them is to, to give literally them give them the access that they want, but on their terms. And yeah. over time, those organizations through difficult economies have become lazy and can't afford to do, you know, the uh, the work that like, you know, there's no tabloid equivalent of the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Um, so. You have and and you have the rise at the same time of outfits like TMZ, who the only way that they can get a name for themselves is getting access directly from the celebrity. So exactly. it becomes this like symbiotic relationship where more and more you have the celebrities creating um, the opportunities for the press to get what they want, and the press doesn't care what they get the as press long as they care can write what the a headline. Story is as long as they get the opportunity to have clicks and make money off the picture. Exactly. So, like, sure, we'll show up for your dumb thing and pretend like it just happened that you know Bob was waiting outside the you know Waffle Hut. Yeah. For Britney Spears. And you know what can happen is the celebrity can ignore any of the questions and then answer very selectively. Only the questions that fit the narrative of whatever reason they're there. For example, uh, in one of the the paparazzi videos that I saw yesterday of Britney Spears, as she's walking to the car with her boyfriend, Sam Asghari, uh, the paparazzo asks her, will you go on tour again? Now, the paparazzo had said about six other things to her, but it was that thing that she chose to reply mm-hmm. to. And she looked directly at the camera and said, oh, yeah. I'll be on stage again. And then back at it like they were going to ignore. She was going to ignore him and got into the driver's seat of the car. And that was the end of the video. So you never see the car drive away. You never see it back up. And like I said, that minder is there the entire time, like ushering her to the car. It's very interesting. And frankly, even and not to get too deep in a conspiracy, but we're talking about Britney Spears. So why not? Because we're already there. Um, I, it would not surprise me at some point that even if you don't believe the scenario as I just laid it out and as we've been talking about it, where, you know, th- they're tipping off the paparazzi to show up. I mean, are you honestly trying to get me to believe that, like, people that are responsible for an empire like Britney Spears wouldn't be above paying off the paparazzi? Right. Like, even if Harvey Levin doesn't know anything about it, but I don't have any doubt that he is but let's say that even he doesn't know i mean like of course give one of those guys an extra five thousand dollars to tell the story you want yeah. to take the pictures you want them to take. there's always somebody who's willing to take yeah. money to tell a story we're all getting played man well we are let me tell you what we're going to tell you more about that because colleen and bradley team cobra is not quite a book club we're going to be talking about the buzzfeed article about tony robbins after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word peace to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text peace to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.